You're listening to Spring Forward, a series of podcasts from Ada and Worthing Councils. I'm Neil Pringle, and I'm taking you on a journey around the local area, meeting some of the people who look after our natural surroundings. This podcast series is all about nurturing your health and well-being by enjoying the delights on your doorstep. In today's episode, Rob Dove from the Worthing Coastal Office takes me beachcombing and tells me about some of his more unusual finds. Can get exciting when the bombsbows will come down and, and take it away or blow it up on, on the beach. And Alice Tebbs from the Marine Conservation Society talks about her special relationship with the sea. In, done, uh. Just put your hand in the sea. Yeah. Is that a ritual? Is I'm that... very, it's very silly. <laughs> we start at Perch on Lansing Beach. Well, hello, this is the sound of Lansing Beach and I don't know about you, I always love walking on the beach because it's, I suppose it's the fresh air and the sound of the waves. And of course, it's always different when, whenever you come. It's partly down to the tides and the weather. It's a bit overcast today, um, might rain in a bit. And yet, sometimes it's easy to take for granted exactly everything that's going on on a beach. So today, we're going on a beachcombing journey to learn more about our coastline. And I've got a couple of guests to help me out. We're going to start off with Rob Dove. Now, Rob is the senior coastal warden at the Worthing Coastal Office, so no better guide. Rob, hello. Hello, Neil. How are you? I'm really good, thank you. Um, I mean, it does sound like a dream job, isn't it? It's not bad, yes. It's, uh, well, it has its good days and its bad days, but um, certainly more, more of the good. So what is, what a, you better help us out, what is a typical day? Is there a typical day? What do you do? So a typical day would be actively carrying out proactive reconnaissance patrols. We have 10 and a half miles of coastline to overwatch, mechanised landside on, on quad bikes from Ferring to Shoreham Harbour. So we could be looking for anything environmental hazards, um, uh, dangerous sort of any flotsam and jetsam washing, washing up, responding to emergency services. Uh, we are an additional service to the Coast Guard, so we could be dealing with um, unexploded ordnance, which uh, only happened last week, and public well-being, and, and of course, conservation in mind, very much looking at how we can protect our marine environment and uh, enhance its biodiversity. Wow. What in a day. Yeah, yeah, wow, that's a busy day. Tell me about the ordinance, what happened? We responded to a call from the public saying they'd found a piece that looked like uh, an unexploded bomb. So with our protocols in place, we get down, uh, put the eyes on the ground, and without over-confirming, we decide whether it is or not, um, call the Coast Guard, they assist us, and they take it from there. Right. But it was all okay in the end? It was indeed. Uh, I think we've had about five last year that were live, so it can get um, can get exciting when the uh, bomb suppose will come down and uh, and take it away or blow it up on on the beach. But it just shows how much is still floating around seventy years on. That's incredible, isn't it? Right. Okay. Now, one of the keys to today's podcast is that I want to almost look at this beach with slightly fresh eyes, be a bit more inquisitive. Sometimes I just come here for a walk, which is absolutely fine. But I wonder if we can have a little beachcomb looking at some of the things that perhaps I might miss along the way. Yeah, of course. Yeah, sure.
the first thing I notice on the beach uh, are the the stone groins here, and then and then there's the uh, the wooden ones that that go out to sea as well. What what's the point of all those? So ultimately, it is coastal protection. Um, that is their their job first and foremost, and uh, of course they make a good good bench as well. Um, yeah, it's uh, to slow down uh, longshore drift. So all our shingle, if we didn't have these defences in place, it would all ultimately end up heading east, blocking the harbour and changing the dynamic of the coastline. So it's it's really man's intervention and and trying to hold the coastline um, to what's best practical for us and what we see fit. Does it does it work? I mean, can you actually stop nature like that, or does nature find a way of, of beating you somehow? It does work to a point. Um, as you can see today, um, the, the the water is, is taking a lot of the shingle away, and you're only slowing it down. You can't work against nature. You can only slow it down. Um, and it's trying to find a balance between preserving the the, the marine ecosystem and, and the habitat for the, the flora and fauna of our coastline as well as giving us that crucial flood defence as well. Well, let's have a look at some of this stuff on the beach then. Point some stuff out to me. What, do, what are you noticing? Okay, so around our feet now, Neil, we've got um, uh, various different seaweeds, um, bladder rack here with the little uh, characteristics there, the, the air sacs on them. That's the ones that you could sort of pop with your fingers. Yeah, yeah that's it, if you wanted to. If you wanted to. What, what is it? So it is another one of many native seaweeds um, that in this choppy weather has, has come ashore uh, like, like the other pieces we can see down there. I mean, there's small, tiny strands of sporadic kelp. Um, there won't be a great deal. Um, and and that's, that's purely down to the, the loss of, of that, that habitat and that part of the marine environment. Um, years ago, you'd see up to say 50 years ago, you'd see um, pictures with Seaweed stacked a metre, metre plus high, long gone of those days, actually uh, informed you of quite a, uh, of what a healthy sea you had um, by, by the amount that was washing up. The fact that we have such desert-like beaches and shorelines today is uh, telling us a story that out at sea it's not quite as healthy as we think. Yeah, yeah, that, so, so in some ways, because I always, when I was growing up, I used to hate seaweed, but there used to be an awful lot more of it around. But you know, when sw swimming in seaweed, but actually seaweed is a, is a positive thing, is it, yeah? It is indeed, yes, yes. It's um, for, for carbon lockdown, reducing our um, carbon emissions. It really is the key. If we look after the seabed, it's answering and uh, doing a lot of the work for us in terms of, of how quick it grows, six to 30 times quicker than land-based uh, flora in your parks and your gardens and your trees. Um, so, so yes, there's, there's the bladderack kelp, um, various other bits here washing up. We have whelk egg cases here, look like uh, polystyrene almost blowing around. So they've, they've been hatching from that, old remnants of uh, cuttlefish bones. Um, as uh, cephalopods, that's uh, a key part of their, their makeup, which once they, they die, those parts do wash ashore. So this is all sort of like dead sea life, is it? That, is that it? It is, yes, yes, and that's uh, part of the main reason. Um, you know, years ago, people come down and, and uh, whip it up, cart it all off for the, the nurseries and farms, because it is just so nutrient-rich. It really is uh, nature's compost. Now Rob has found a bit of pink string and eagle-eyed, he picked it up 
and he's now going over to the bin uh, next to the uh, the promenade just behind the beach huts there you are you see he's al always on duty I have to say that the tide is is really high at the moment as you can hear it's um it's crashing in the waves it's really quite dramatic um, and we have someone else to meet Alice Tebbs is joining us now she's from the Marine Conservation Society you probably heard about the beach watch of course uh, where people clean up and then they record all that sort of stuff hello hello Neil hi maybe you've got to be eagle-eyed but I don't think this beach looks terribly dirty no, it looks pretty good today actually, but um, I know that the Lansing community are quite a t tidy bunch in general. As well as the MCS Beach Watch, there are lots of other organisations that um, organise beach cleans, but our beach cleans are unique in that we ask people to record what they find, and that goes into a um, national database. So there are currently two Beach Watch sites in Lansing, Actually, along the Ada and Worthing um, Council stretch, I counted 16 in my research yesterday. <laughs> this beach is fairly good, but you also have to bear in mind that some plastic and litter is very small and that this shingle is actually quite large. So the big stuff rises to the top. So actually, if we were to dig down, we might find some more. Well, see if it's, I don't know, is it possible? Are we... Yeah. So when what we do, with sand sometimes is we sieve it to find microplastics because in here sometimes it's a bit small I can't really get down far enough in my gloves just now <laughs> but I get I hear the point that actually it's tiny and it disappears behind the pebbles and it goes down into the uh, well stays down there I suppose right exactly and you know unless a big storm event changes the kind of beach height then yes, it does stay down there and kind of breaks down here. Here's a wrapper. So there's all sorts of things, you know, that um, wash up on the beaches and actually, you know, 80% of it, most of it comes from inland. So you might think that people picnicking on the beach or and leaving their things are the main cause of the rubbish that washes up, but that's really not the case. Actually, quite like most of the rubbish that washes up on our beaches, comes through storm drains, comes down our rivers and um, ends up in the sea and then washing up on the beach. What's that down there? Is that... Yeah, there's another well spotted. That's just a piece of plastic. I'm not sure what it's for. I don't even know what it is. It no, looks... a kind of lid with a hole. <laughs> lid with two holes. <laughs> there must be odd strange things that you find. what are the oh yes go on oh, yes. Do, do the, the catalogue of well, the strange well i don't know about catalogue but certainly false teeth have got to be up there how anybody loses their false teeth is quite extraordinary but um yes uh false teeth on yes the all sorts then there's the bigger stuff bikes you know What's that? that's an end of a balloon so balloons can be a bit of a tricky tricky subject because they are plastic and um, you know if you were to have helium in it and let go of it then that would kind of go up into the air and possibly be carried out to sea. What's that down there? So that looks no. like uh, yeah or part of the tail light of a car or motorbike so um, yeah a long way away from the road but yeah it's on the beach. You wonder how it gets here in a way don't you? Uh, we we do. Um, I mean, it could have been in the sea a long while. It's very smooth around the edges, so uh, lots of microplastics already 
going in the water and it could be it could even be from from the continent we actually um through the gulf stream we're connected to the americas and so we do get for example tropical seeds washing up on our shores it's incredible so the eagle-eyed amongst you may even stop may even spot one of them It's a bit where you you see the shelf, Rob, of the uh, of the the shingle just to our right hand side. It, it drops off really quickly here, doesn't it? It does indeed. Yes. So the um, the the surge on the tide we've had over the last couple of days has uh, really stripped the beach. So it just shows uh, how we are at the mercy of nature, and it wouldn't take much uh, a few successive days to um, really start making the problem and, and breaching in lots of different places. Let's let's walk on a bit more. Now, I don't know whether it's just me, but one of the things that I love about coming to the seafront is the fresh air. And I, I don't know whether it's, there is something special about the air at the seafront, but it just makes, makes you feel good. Oh, absolutely. The sea environment has been proven to be good for our mental health. They call it blue health. And um, actually, even more so than green space, they think that it's to do with the really wide open horizons and um, the fact that it's a very kind of equitable space. So every, like you don't need to have money, it's free and you can yeah. come to the beach, be with nature and have fun in a way that you, perhaps your friends and family enjoy. It's certainly something that all adds up to the kind of positive mental health opportunities at the beach. Yeah. I tell you what, let's just have a little walk between the beach huts here and just get out the wind a bit. You're listening to a Spring Forward podcast with me, Neil Pringle. These podcasts are all about encouraging Ada and Worthing residents to look after their health and well-being. And one of the simplest ways of doing that is to get outside. There are so many wonderful open spaces to explore. In other episodes, I take you to the park, to the river and on a magical history tour. But back to Lansing Beach, and Alice tells me a fascinating fact. Half of all of plant life on the planet lives in the sea, and so half of all of our oxygen comes from the sea. You know, every second breath we breathe is from the sea, uses air from the sea. And so it's a really life-giving place for us. And then, you know, kind of, if we look maybe a bit kind of further down, you get to the seabed and um, that's full of so much life. We have lobsters, crabs, you know, perhaps if you um, see the fishermen when they come in to the beach, you, that's just, you know, a tiny portion of the sea life that we have. You know, I would, I would encourage everybody to go and Google um, sea slugs, infinitely better than land slugs. Colourful pinks, purples, yellows, beautiful things. They're probably going to be good for us as well, you know, sea slugs. Oh, I, I kinda, kinda... We don't eat them, they are toxic. Oh, are they? But, um, <laughs> well, not good just, for us in I, that I think, way then. I think people sometimes like look out to sea and see the kind of brown, grey colours and think that our ocean isn't interesting or colourful. But actually, it really is spectacular. You know, looking out to sea now, it's... It's, 
it's I, there's nothing more spectacular I think than a wave crashing I don't know whether it's just me I just love waves no they're stunning and I particularly love the beach when it's weather like this I have to say a flat day interests me a lot less than a day when there are some really good waves crashing about the place what about you Rob uh, yeah, I enjoy it. I, too many alarm bells are going in my mind, thinking about the landing stage on the pier and other bits and bobs. Have we done this? Have we done that? So stormy weather gets me a little bit twitchy. But um, yes, they're, they're, everyone's in awe of it. Just need to be safe uh, when we come down and, and have a look. Yeah. Now, at the risk of, first of all, not being able to be heard because of the roar of the sea or the wind blowing into everything, uh, let's wander right to the edge Lovely. so we can see what we can see there. I, my friends say that I earth myself, I have to touch the sea when I come. Well, there's not much point going to the sea and then just not going the extra few metres. That's it, I think people worry about wet toes, wet shoes. Here we are. Okay, hang on. In, done, earth. Just put your hand in the sea. <laughs> yeah. Is that a ritual? Is I'm that... very, it's very silly. <laughs> Do you know, I heard once that it's something to, I don't know, I, I'm sure a physics teacher told me about ionised air and that if you, the sea somehow sort of breaks, I don't know, I might be talking total nonsense. Oh, the sea has just swamped me. <laughs> I have got the wettest feet now. Now, what was oh, you got that? that? Sorry, we didn't rescue you at all, did we? We just ran for it. <laughs> What? That was a bizarre moment. All of a sudden, there we are on the edge, and then you get a random wave. What is that? Is there a name for a random killer wave like that? Um, freak wave, I think. Freak but um, yeah, um, it's it's yeah, just just slightly caught you there. Yeah, it's probably just the tide still coming in a bit. <laughs> well, it's nice and frothy, you know. It's it's got that sort of when it breaks out about sort of five meters from the edge, and then you get that lovely white sort of blanket along the bottom of the beach. It's great. This is for the second day running. I've been in the sea. Uh, I, it's, it's, well done. Uh, yes. No. 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 It's great. Um, you know how they talk about busmen's holidays? Do you ever go on holiday to the seaside? Uh, I do, yes, and um, it's like most of us. It's uh, it's hard to switch off, and I'm always comparing, comparing coastlines and what what uh, things are um, <laughs> provided for everyone. Take ideas back, but that's um, yeah, that's that's the beauty of uh, of our coastline. The, the answers are already out there, and um, looking at other ideas, we can bring things back to our local so community. You, you go to Bridlington, and you say, "My God, they've they've got a fantastic bin selection here, or whatever it might be." I don't know. I wouldn't go that far, but um, yeah, certainly anything to do with uh, with the sea and amenities and helping people enjoy it, then um, yeah, we'll always look to bring those ideas back. It's just a great noise. Something else that's great about being at the sea, I find, is all the seabirds. So actually, whilst we were chatting earlier, I saw some, you know, a flock of oyster catchers fly past, and they're lovely with their long orange beaks and, you know, the kind of black and white plumage. And so I always, I always forget about how good seabirds are you know they're really interesting or well, what have you spotted oh, no no just uh just uh, a lone goose there flying along yeah so uh, there, there's always something to see yeah. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, do you know, I, I think the next time I come to the beach, I'm going to be slightly more observant, you know? Because sometimes you just sort of wander along. And, I mean, it's great. I mean, there's nothing wrong with sort of enjoying the seafront, but it's, it's sometimes nice to keep your eyes peeled and have a good look around, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. And just that kind of, like, mindfulness as well, you know, because you're really in the moment, not thinking about other things. And so just to kind of take the opportunity to um, really, you know, the sights, the smells, the sounds, the feels, the touching, you know, all of that is really kind of sensory stuff that helps ground us yeah. and helps us kind of recenter again. So coming to the beaches has so many kind of benefits. Yeah, 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 certainly. You get I think with um, COVID as well, uh, the, the last year, it's really highlighted how um, important it is and how important it's become in people's lives and um, although a lot of bad has, uh, has of course come from Covid a lot of a lot of good as well and people have re-engaged reconnected with their natural landscapes and then as, as a result have paid more interest um, and, and that can only be a good thing inspiring young and uh, young and old minds and it's, it's interesting today you know it's not a fantastic day for weather but there's an awful lot of people out on the beach aren't there uh, yes there is indeed yeah so all, all weather um, it's, it's attracting a crowd and I think it'll, um, especially after this year or the last year, it'll, it'll never quite be the same. I think we're in for some, some good numbers going forward. And Rob, if people want to get involved with the beach cleans or help out along the seafront, how do they do that? Uh, contact us direct at the coastal office. You can get our details on the Aidan Worthing Council's uh, webpage as well. You can have a look at what we're, what we're up to, what we do and our blogs, etc. Um, contact us and we will log you on. We will provide you with the um, equipment, um, list pickers, hoops, bags, um, provide the refuse disposal for you, um, you know, help you along. Any nasties you find out on the ground, we'll be there to clear them up for you. So yeah, we want you to get involved, um, get out there and help us help, uh, help us help you and look after our natural coastline. Well, you keep up the good work on our behalf. I think it's something that a lot of us take for granted, you know, that there's someone looking out for us. So thanks very much for that. And Alice, thank you for your enthusiasm and your absolute passion for the sea. Uh, it's my absolute pleasure. Thank you very much, Neil. Cheers. You've been listening to a Spring Forward podcast brought to you by Ada and Worthing Councils. In other episodes, I try sea swimming, visit one of Worthing's finest parks, take a walk along the banks of the River Ada, and get a history lesson in Worthing Town Centre. So do check them out if you can. For more ideas on how to look after your health and well-being, go to the Spring Forward section of the Council's website. Thanks for listening.